In today's episode, I sit down with one of the most electric draft prospects this year. He is Darwin Thompson of Utah State. His story is incredible and it's an interview you cannot miss. It's coming up right after a quick break and a word from our sponsors. Enjoy. Yo, what is up? Welcome to the Ambitious Podcast. My name is Dylan Price, and today's guest has always been told he was, you know, too small, but then he went to a JUCO college after, you know, not being really highly recruited out of high school. Then he transferred to Utah State and is coming off a season where he burst onto the scene. He ran for over 1,000 yards, had 350-plus receiving yards, and scored 16 touchdowns. He burst onto the scene and demonstrated the drive and passion it takes to be a star in the NFL. Today's guest is one of the best running backs in the 2019 NFL draft class and a future star. He is Darwin Thompson. Darwin, how are you? Doing yourself. I'm doing very well. So my first question for you is when did you start playing football? I started playing football when I was about six years old. Uh, Oklahoma. I really came out the room wearing an Oakland Raiders uniform. Helmet, jersey, shoulder pads, all of it. Uh, the football has always been in my hand. And what led you to the game, just being a big Oakland Raider fan? Uh, not really my father. He, uh, that was the only sport I really expressed on us. Uh, other than that, I mean, I mean, I'm not sure, to be honest. This football has always been in my life. Today I can remember, I'm not really sure what pressed me on to it. I can say what pressed me to love the game was the coaches. I that, that experience that I had with certain coaches earlier in my career. And what was your high school football career like as a whole, looking back upon it? Uh, it was a learning experience. It was a time for me to learn, and now that I can go back and teach other high school kids the mistakes that I did and what not to do, uh, and now, once you went out of high school, how highly recruited were you? Uh, out of high school, uh, not recruited at all, really. Uh, I didn't have any offers come out of high school. I went to junior college, maybe an hour, 30 minutes down the road. Was there ever a time you considered giving up on football? Football, never that. I'm not a quitter. Nah, I go into I can't go no more. Uh, quitting is not in me. I don't know the word quit. I'm not really sure how to even use it in a sentence. I, I can never give up on this game. It gave me so much up until this point. I, I owe the game a lot more. Now, you went the junior college route. What was that like, and how did that help prepare you for your next step to Utah State? Junior college route. I mean, it's not for everybody. I'm thankful for the junior college route. I think coming out on the other side uh, really prepared me for the the next step and what's ahead. JUCO uh, is a struggle only to know that there's uncertainty when you will be called to the next level or when you will get the opportunity. Uh, it definitely prepared me for the process that I'm going through right now. I mean, just not knowing what's going to happen next. I'm just taking it day by day and the guy's playing. What did your time at Utah State teach you first as a player and second as a person? 
taught me how to talk to different people. Utah State is nothing I've ever been around. Logan, Utah is different from back home, and that's why I chose Utah State is just be around different people and learn how to communicate with a group of different people. Yeah. Football, ultimately, at the NFL level, is a business, and I want to learn how to talk to a group of different people. Uh, I've grown at Utah State within the year that I was there. I thank Coach Scholes and Coach Wells and the entire coaching staff for that reason. Now, your Coach Wells just went to um, Texas Tech. How do you feel he's going to do at Texas Tech? I really think they're going to change the Big 12. I give him a year or so, but Coach Wells' coaching style, he demanded perfection. And the standard is not lower for anybody. Uh, just that offense. I, was, I love that offense spread, up tempo offense. I mean, it's, it's similar to what Texas Tech normally does. Uh, the coaches on the coaching staff are from Oklahoma, so Coach Will get an opportunity to go coach against the University of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I'm sure he's happy to get that opportunity, and I'm happy for him. What, um, you touched on this a little, but why would you say the junior college route is not for everyone, just because of the anticipation of the next level, or why, um, why in your head is it not for everyone? To make it out of JUCO, you got to be great on and off the field. I mean, it goes hand in hand. I I try to tell a lot of kids who used to go JUCO, I feel like the junior college I was at, we kind of made it famous to go JUCO. Now everybody wants to go JUCO. They want to be a JUCO product. I try to tell them, you you become a JUCO product once you make it up. Product is a product of something. Everybody claims they're a JUCO product while they're still in the process. If you're not a JUCO product, you see you make it out of JUCO. And uh, you got to be great on and off the field. And I said I mean, in the classroom, a person, as a person. Uh, JUCO is kind of frowned upon because there's a reason you're there. There's a problem that you face that sent you to the JUCO route. You said being great, uh, you want to get playing time or some type of trouble. Uh, but Juco is definitely a blessing if you can come out successful on the end. Now, when you went to Utah State this season, you had an absolutely incredible year. What would you say was the biggest thing you can take away from this season with all your on-the-field success? The biggest thing I can take away is I don't need 20-plus carries to make big plays. I can do it in team to five plays. And, uh, I learned that about myself. I don't have to get warmed up to the games. When you prepare right uh, in practice during the week, come Saturday, it's just like practice. It's just another day. Uh, go out there and have fun and make plays. So naturally, it was assumed you would be heading to the NFL Combine, but then you were snubbed. Um, what was it like, and how did that play as motivation for you for heading into all the other NFL draft process stuff you've had to encounter so far? Um, not going to the combine was a part of God's plan for me. I've been doubted all my life. It's, it's a part of the process. I mean, it's the next step that was probable. Like, uh, I most likely thought that was going to be there. Uh, it gave me a chance to prove myself once again. I got a chance to inspire the next man who won't be able to go to the combine, just like Philip Lindsay did last year. Now he's a pro bowler. Uh, 
initially I had, I already have a chip on my shoulder, so that chip grew within that week that I wasn't at the combine. But I was at home cheering all my guys that were at the combine. I trained with a lot of guys uh, that was at the combine. My boys, Chase Greenberger, Dex Raymond, DK Metcalf, Harris Campbell, a lot of them guys were at the combine. I got to watch them perform at the highest level. How have your visits with NFL teams gone, and what has been the feeling in your head and with your team on where and what like round you could end up ultimately landing? This has gone great. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy the process. I've been to the Cardinals and the Seahawks so far. We have the Jags and the Chiefs coming up. This is, I mean, you're talking about a dream. I'm, I'm so close to dreams coming true. Uh, as far as rounds, the team I can go to is really up in the air. My guess is the teams that bring me in like me a lot, enough to bring me in. So those are the teams that will be searching to drag me. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've loved these so far. What, um, when you met with the Cardinals, to me, when you just said that, and I was thinking that when you said the thing about the spread, offense and the offensive style Texas Tech has. With Cliff Kingsbury there, that seems like a very good fit for you where you land. Obviously, wherever you go, I definitely think you're going to have a lot of success. But was that the kind of feeling you got as well with your meeting, that that offensive style would be a really, really good fit for you? It's crazy. My uh, junior, junior college coach was mentored by Coach Kingsbury, so I ran the same offense from JUCO to D1. Uh, if I was drafted by the Cardinals, excuse me. Um, I mean, it would be easy just learning the new terminology, knowing it's exactly the same plays with a sprinkle of an NFL-style offense. I think that offense is going to do very well in the NFL, up-tempo, something the NFL is not used to. What would be your ideal landing spot, like a location or a situation? Situation. Any team really that needs that electric player, I'm what they call a gadget player. I just come in and make plays. I hope to mold myself into that three down back. When I say three down, I mean first, second, and third. Uh, I want to be that starter one day. I mean, some people forget Ray Rice, the 5'8, 199, coming out of college. Many people don't speak on him because it's bad. Uh, rep off of the field, but Ray Rice is probably one in 99, smothered himself into a starting back, and that's what I hope to do. Really can't say what fits anywhere hot, <laughs> hot, nice, winning, winning team, anything in that nature. Who would you say you play the most similar to? If there was a player at the next level, you just touched on Ray Rice maybe, but if there was a player like right now who you think you were like your skills kind of transition towards? Jared McKinney, that slasher. I think I might run with a little more power, but that slasher, uh, being able to catch the ball, make a guy miss. Jared McKinney is a player I like most as far as both my game and when you were growing up and um, in the game of football, who did you maybe model your skills after or idolize? I'm Sean Lynch and Barry Sanders. I'm originally from Oakland, so 
growing up watching Washington Lynch at Cal, you know, the first football player I really started watching. And my dad showed me this little short dude running around making guys miss his name is Barry Sanders and I fell in love with it. Uh being in Oklahoma, I ended up moving to Oklahoma. Adrian Peterson, I got to watch him live, so I fell in love with Adrian Peterson. But I thought I was gonna grow to be six two. And then I don't know what happened. I drank too much coffee. I just stopped at five eight for some weird reason. But uh Adrian Peterson, Barry Sanders, Marshawn Lynch, Walter Payton, to name a few are the main guys that I watch. Those are all awesome people to look up to. So I've done this. I had wide receiver Kelvin Harmon on the show and quarterback Sam Straub, a couple of the NFL draft guys. So I've played a little game with them, and I wanted to know if you would want to play. I'm going to name a couple skills, and out of 1 to 10, give me your ranking on what you think you are with those skills. Does that sound good? Yes, sir. So my first one would be vision. Pass catching ability. Yeah. Leadership ability. Nine. Football yeah. IQ. Say it again. Football IQ. Football IQ. Nine. Speed. Nine point two. Strength. Oh, that's a 10.1. <laughs> <laughs> and balance? Uh, balance, I get it. 9.3. Now, before I go into the rest of it, one thing I noticed watching a little bit of film on you and some tape is you have a lot of very, you touched on it with your rating with the strength, um, you have elite strength and really good like contact balance and the ability, as you said, with McKinnon, with your comparison, to make people miss and all that. And those are abilities that will translate very well to the next level. So if those are things you think you can model your game around or are there other aspects you think you need to um, improve on to have a more well-rounded game in that sense? Uh, fast blocking. I definitely think my pass blocking. I can be more. Uh, let me say, uh, I would say stern in my pass blocking. I can get the job done, but I want to be. I want to be a nine, a ten. If I was right myself in my pass blocking, I want to be a, a Hall of Fame back. And I think those are some of the things I need to focus on. What drives you to get better on and off the field? The doubt, the doubt that's against me. Kids that are inspired by me. so much doubt. I stand five eight. I'm not supposed to be playing in the NFL. Stand five eight. I wasn't supposed to go D one. Stand five eight. I'm not supposed to be able to run a linebacker over. Stand five eight. I'm not supposed to break tackles. I mean the doubt, the doubt that's against me. That's what drives me. Now being, you know, five eight in the NFL. Um, or even a shorter style running back, you look at two guys that immediately come to mind, like Darren Sproles and Tariq Cohen with the Chicago Bears, who have the ability to make people miss with their um, and use their size as an advantage. Do you think that's something you can be able to do at the next level? Definitely. Especially being a harder to check, a smaller frame. I make your guy miss. you got to be reaching for me. A smaller body. Uh, I definitely use that to my advantage. 
One thing I will say that I actually think sets you apart from Tariq and Darren is you have that elite strength and that elite contact balance to make moves that could definitely elevate you above even even in the position that they play at right now as more of like Tariq is a change of pace kind of back where I think you can more be a, as you said, you want to be a three down back with the strength that you have. So that is a, is that a style you think, um, you will end up becoming, or do you end up thinking you're going to be more of a Tariq Cohen, Darren Sproles? I think early in my career, I'll be a Tariq Cohen, Darren Sproles. But later on, I hope to mold myself into that three down back. I think I get my way back up to two or five around there. I'll be able to carry myself more into the league as far as carry more of a load. Uh, but I definitely, that's my plan. And that's the doubt right now is that I can't be a three down back because I'm five eight, two hundred. So, when you're meeting with these teams, what has been the question you think you get asked the most? Um, why wasn't I invited to the combine? And why do you believe you weren't invited? Uh, somebody didn't do enough. They don't watch me. Somebody definitely dropped the ball genuinely on that part because you have flashed the ability on the field and off the field and genuinely you've taken a chance to especially come on my podcast and do all the stuff you do. You have proven you have great character, so that is more on the combine. So that would be one thing as you go into more of like the Jaguars and Chiefs meetings, as you said, coming up, that um, should be something to touch on that it was more of like you said, the tape thing, because somebody definitely dropped the ball, and somebody's definitely going to regret it and maybe get fired because you're going to be a star in the league. So my next question would be, you said the proving people wrong is what motivates you, but off the field, who motivates you and who drives you to get better? Uh, the kids. I mean, I worked out with a fourth grader that had a disease. I can't remember exactly what his disease was, but I know that every other week he could get sick. And he was out there training with me in fourth grade. I'm like, man, you you got the drive to come out here knowing that you got up and getting sick. And you working out. Like, we in the sand pit. I'm like, man, you drive and you inspire me. I had to ask for his picture. It was, it was crazy. His name Carson. Fourth grade plays for DA, Broken Arrow. Kids like that. That's what inspired me. Ultimately, and this is one of my final questions, what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be, uh, I want to be remembered as I give back to the community I grew up in, uh, and I made sure everybody was taken care of. I wanted to take care of the community, give back to the kids, to the next generation, and try to improve them from making this or kind of through now, my final question for you, more of a uh, lighthearted question is, what of the all the things to be excited about, what is the thing you're most excited about for draft weekend coming up? Um, just all my guys in the draft from Oklahoma to get drafted. I, mean, I think we got about six guys in the draft from Oklahoma, five from Tulsa area. I mean, just 
don't remember. I don't even think it's ever been that many guys just from Oklahoma in the same draft. So. I will say I'm one. Th- to see My next thing though is I want to say before I close out. Whoever takes a shot on you is going to get rewarded, whether it's Seahawks, Cardinals, Chiefs, Jaguars, someone you haven't met with yet, or another team that's looking at you. No matter who takes a shot on you, won't regret it, and I want you to know that. So I want to thank you for coming on the show. It was a lot of fun, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck with your upcoming visits and with the draft. And here at Ambitious, we'll be rooting for you and cheering you on, and can't wait to see what's next, man. Congratulations on all the success so far and nothing but the best of luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Have a good one. You too.